Felicia Faulkner, and I'm a yoga teacher and amateur social scientist. This is The Anthology, a podcast where we have conscious conversations about the culture and the self. Today we'll be discussing thrifting. I personally love thrifting. I've been thrifting since I was young. I kept thrifting into my teens, and at one point I even opened up my own online thrift store. But there are some common concerns that people have about the rise of thrifting as some see it or the gentrification of thrifting as others see it. As thrifting becomes more popular, people have started to really spread this narrative that you know thrifting is becoming gentrified and the rich are stealing resources from the poor. There are not enough clothes to go around anymore and so now thrift stores are raising their prices and it's isolating poor communities. And so I wanted to talk about this today. As always, I think the issue is a little bit more complex or a little bit more complicated than the simplification that we see online. So I just kind of wanted to do a little research on it, flesh it out a little bit and just have a little chat. Before we begin, I wanted to say that I know that sometimes it can be emotionally and even physically exhausting to talk about social justice and cultural issues and to try to stay engaged and updated on things all the time, which is why I think it's important to carve out time to take care of yourself and to be really intentional about that and to have space that's just for you to clear your mind um, of the world's issues and to just focus on letting yourself be instead of always trying to solve these problems. One method of self-care that I always come back to is yoga. It just always leaves me feeling more calm and more balanced. Like I was saying, we have to be as intentional about our own well-being as we are about the well-being of others. So if you are ever feeling a little overwhelmed by all the shit that is going wrong or going weird (laughs) in the world, just take some time to tune out for a second, get out of your head and into your body, and maybe take a yoga class with me. I have several yoga classes available in the studio on my website, FeliciaFalconer.com. So I invite you to visit the website. I'll have the link in the show note, and I hope to see you on your mat. But, right, let's get into the show. Thrifting started off as a highly stigmatized resource for people with lower incomes, but it's quickly becoming more mainstream. Now thrifting is being marketed as an ethical alternative to fast fashion, and the narrative is that these two customer segments, the poor on one hand and the eco-conscious on the other, are fighting for the same resources. As thrift stores become more popular, people argue that it's also becoming less accessible for those it was meant to serve. People often point out that as thrifting becomes gentrified, and the customer demographics shift from low-income families to affluent teens, the clothes are becoming more expensive and more scarce. As a result, there are physically less clothes available, but also the cost is becoming less accessible for those who really need them. Both growing climate anxiety, some reject the idea that we should be discouraging people from buying secondhand. After all, it keeps clothes out of landfills while lowering the demand for fast fashion, which in turn saves water and reduces chemical pollution since less new clothes are being made. Online, I feel like whenever I see this conversation, it usually is like a battle between the competing interests of two groups. As I was saying, on one hand, the less fortunate who use thrifting as a means of survival, and on the other hand, the more affluent who do it for fun, who thrift for fun, or maybe for environmental reasons, or to make a profit by reselling their finds. But I think that that might be an oversimplification, and I'm not suggesting that people who are poor can't or don't thrift for other reasons. I'm also not suggesting that people who thrift for environmental reasons or for resale are inherently privileged and are committing a moral wrong by stealing from the poor. 
In fact, I think there are a couple things wrong with this narrative, but what I'm going to be talking mostly about today is the fact that a few of the arguments that are used to support the idea that the market can't be shared are often fallacies or misrepresentations of what's actually happening, what reality actually is. Like the idea that there is a physical shortage of secondhand clothes is false. And so by extension, the idea that thrift stores are being forced to raise their prices because of scarce inventory is also false. The truth is that there's a surplus of secondhand clothes available. The amount of secondhand clothes that are in circulation right now is ridiculous and thrift stores aren't raising their prices because they need to. It seems like they might be doing it simply because they can. As their new pricing model has begun to isolate their original target demographic, it feels like these stores that were once regarded more as charities, it seems like they're shifting away from philanthropy and more towards profit. And the question is, is this the fault of the consumer or is it the fault of the company? In Ghana, secondhand clothes from Western countries like Europe and America are often referred to, I might butcher this pronunciation, but they're often referred to as obroni wawu, which translate to dead white men's clothes. And I found that fucking hilarious as I was doing my research. And secondhand clothes from Western countries go by a similar name in Kenya as well. And there's a reason why I'm bringing this up. The truth is that most clothes donated to thrift stores, they aren't actually sold locally. And many of them actually end up being shipped and sold in foreign countries, like countries in Africa. There's no shortage of secondhand clothes. Despite the rise of thrifting, there's still an excess available. And the reason that we don't see these thrift stores overflowing and bursting with inventory is because the overflow is being sent to Africa. The dominant mindset about thrift stores, I don't think it's really caught up with modern times and reflects what thrift stores really are today. I think it's a part of the group consciousness that thrift stores exist primarily as this safe haven for disenfranchised local families. And when we put all our clothes together, like pick through our closet and try to find some good items and we donate our clothes, I think many of us have this perception that we're putting these clothes directly in the hands of a poor family across town. But that's not usually what's happening. The idea that resources are being like stolen from local poor people when others go thrifting, it suggests that resources are becoming scarce. So I've said that a couple times what I mean, like it suggests that as more people go thrifting, there's less and less and less clothes that are becoming available. But that's not really the case. It almost feels like the opposite. There are actually too many clothes for thrift stores to sell domestically, and they've had to open up new avenues to try to get rid of them all. Most clothes aren't sold domestically or locally where they were originally donated. Despite being donated, some clothes still end up in landfills. Others are recycled and repurposed into rags, insulation, or filling for like furniture. Some are sold per pound to outlet stores and others end up being exported to places in Africa like Ghana, Kenya, Rwanda, Burundi, South Sudan, Uganda, and Tanzania. There's even an entire fucking group. <laughs> There's an entire group called SMART, which stands for Secondary Materials and Recycled Textiles Association that deals specifically with the international trade of secondhand clothes and the textile recycling industry. We have entire industries that are built on exporting our clothing to other countries. 
there is no clothing shortage and I'm not sure how that story started coming into circulation but it doesn't really seem to be true from what I've read. Thrift stores are not struggling for inventory in the way that a lot of people think that they are so that begs the question why why then are the prices rising? My mom would bring my siblings and I thrifting when we were younger and I would even go like thrifting with some of like the neighborhood kids and when I think about it and I compare the prices of clothes back then to clothing now, it is undeniable that prices have gone up and that sentiment is shared by a lot of other people who also have a long history of thrifting and those who still rely on thrift stores for high quality clothes at a decent price. But recently, like I said, like the prices have not been so decent. So people put forth the theory that, okay, well, it must be this influx of new customers who don't value thrifting as a means of survival, but instead they just kind of regard it as a trend or an easy way to make money or an ethical alternative to shopping at Forever 21. And I've repeatedly seen it argued that thrift stores, they can't keep up with the demand. And so they're raising their prices. But like I keep saying, it's not true. <laughs> it's not true. The truth is that there isn't enough demand to keep up with the influx of clothes. There, there, is not, there aren't enough of us to buy all of the clothes that are being made in the world. So then why is it that thrift stores are raising their prices? To be honest, I really could not find a clear answer. I really couldn't. My guess is that it's either simply because they see an opportunity to make a profit and they're really just choosing to be like, you know what? fuck the philanthropic spirit, we're just gonna get that coin. Or it might also be somehow linked to an increase in tariffs. So we live in a global market. We trade with different countries. We don't just trade within the country or with people locally within our community. We now live in a world of globalization. So you can live in Canada and have a phone that was made in China or a shirt that was made in Bangladesh or you can live in Kenya and have a dead white man's clothes from America. <laughs> so according to a British charity named Oxfam, at least 70% of donated clothes end up in Africa and some people in that continent are starting to kind of resent it because they're not able to build up their own domestic apparel or textile industries because all the clothes that are being sent from the West are suppressing their ability to do so. Local manufacturers just cannot compete with the prices of secondhand clothing resellers in their countries. When given the choice between a domestic product, like a, like a, I don't know, like a shirt that costs a little more or a foreign import that costs 95% less, many people are going to choose the cheaper option. Are you going to buy a shirt that was made domestically for $50 or are you going to buy the shirt that was imported from Canada or Europe or America or Germany that you can get for like five bucks. Most people are going to go for the $5 shirt. And so within that context, our secondhand clothes become a matter of contention between domestic entrepreneurs in Africa or in African countries that are seeking to, on one hand, there's a group that wants to manufacture their own goods. And then on the other hand, there's a group that is seeking to resell foreign goods. The government seems to be siding, or African governments seem to be siding with the people that want to start building up the local economy. So some African governments got together and decided to move forward with a plan to ban foreign clothing imports and incentivize their people to start spending money domestically within their own economies 
instead of putting their money into foreign pockets. So African countries have begun putting steep tariffs on secondhand clothing imports, which makes it more expensive and more difficult for Western countries to keep sending their clothes to African to the African continent. The Smart Association that I mentioned earlier is trying to lobby against these increased tariffs because it's, it's making it hard for them to do their job, obviously. Um, and some thrift stores are they're trying to figure out how to deal with how they're going to deal with that and how to boost domestic sales so as not to be overwhelmed by clothes that they won't be able to sell. I don't know. It's just crazy. We have so many excess clothes that it's now become an international problem. And with the inability to rehome these garments, it just kind of baffles me why thrift stores are continuing to raise their prices, especially considering the fact that many of these clothes are donated for free. I read a couple places that thrift stores will buy clothes from charity shops, but a lot of the clothes are still sourced for free. People just give up their clothes to these thrift stores and they're able to price them at whatever they'd like. Even when clothes are sent overseas or they're sold to wholesalers, they can be sold for as little as 99 cents per pound. You can buy like a brick of clothes by the pound. And yet in store, these thrift shops are charging what feels like regular price for a lot of items, which is just so strange. People tend to blame, like I was saying, clothing resellers, affluent people, and um, like YouTube and Instagram influencers for stealing clothes from poor people and driving up prices in thrift stores without really mentioning the fact that we have so many clothes that they're literally spilling into other countries and feeding their economies. There's more than enough clothes to go around. So I'm not sure why the prices would be going up. Is it the thrift stores being affected by the African tariffs or is it just an opportunistic price increase as thrift stores see that their product is becoming more popular and they want to capitalize off of that. I'm really not sure. I don't know. Thrift stores definitely seem to be charging more because they're now aware that people will pay more and they're taking advantage of that. The demographics and culture of thrifting are changing and the business is changing to reflect that. But I also can't help but feel resistance to the idea that our best solution is to then start telling people to stop thrifting. As our conversation around clothing is changing to be more geared towards environmentally friendly and ethical practices, the issue of cost or the topic of cost can sometimes become secondary. And I don't want to dismiss the importance of accessibility in terms of, I don't know, items actually reflecting their monetary value and people who have a lower income being able to have access to these goods. However, I have to question if it's worth discouraging thrifting for the sake of lower prices, if it also means discouraging a cultural shift where people are finally beginning to embrace or re-embrace the idea of more circular ethical fashion practices while coming to view clothing as less disposable. We have, <laughs> let me reiterate, we have entire industries that are built on exporting our clothing waste to other countries. That alone to me highlights the extent of the issue that we're having. Right now, our attitude towards consumption is just so unhealthy and it disregards the interests of the environment and of other global citizens. Even thrifting can't keep up with the way that we shop and that's alarming. I think it's unfair that our domestic issues are causing international problems, but it feels like we've dug ourselves like so far into this hole. It's just unclear to me exactly what the way out is 
Of course, shifting the culture towards more mindful consumption habits is helpful, but I also wonder how we'll manage all of this logistically. People are finally beginning to embrace more ethical consumption, but ethical brands are priced as a luxury, which is why I think many people, even like myself, will turn to thrifting. I thrift for several reasons. Like I said, I've been doing it since I was a kid, but one of the reasons that I thrift now is because I'm aware that it is more environmentally friendly than going to, I don't fucking know, Zara or something, but like a $200 pair of jeans from Reformation, it's just too much. But like if given the choice between, let's say like a $10 pair of jeggings from Urban Planet and a $10 pair of jeans from Value Village, I'm more inclined to choose the Value Village jeans. I'm more inclined to go for the more sustainable, more unique option. So yeah, like right now, ethical clothing is still extremely expensive and arguably is inaccessible even to many of the people who aren't thrifting out of necessity. Like I said, being able to afford like a $10 or $20 pair of jeans, I don't know if $10 jeans exist at the thrift store anymore, but like let's say like a $20, $25 pair of jeans, maybe $10 if you're on like a 50% off day. Just because you're able to afford those jeans doesn't mean that you can make the jump from $20 to $200. The price gap there is so big. Like the only reason a lot of fast fashion clothes are cheap is because they're being made in excess and are being produced unethically. And so people are trying to avoid that. And thrifting is one of the more accessible ways that people can make a difference in terms of their consumption. I just feel like the idea that we have to choose between either clothing poor people or abusing garment workers and abusing the planet like it just feels like a false dichotomy i hope it's a false dichotomy i feel like there is a solution where regardless of your socioeconomic status you can have a pair of pants you know my but my question is or my questions are how can we shift towards more conscious consumption while also stimulating the local economy and stimulating domestic economies so that There are less people who are living in poverty and more people who can afford these more expensive, bougie, ethical clothes that are making it to market. What will we do? (laughs) What the fuck will we do with all of these excess clothes when other countries stop taking them? And of course, how do we get our cultural consumption under control while creating more circular or creating a more circular fashion industry? that is based less in being wasteful and more on like valuing the environment and valuing recycling. (sighs) To be honest, I'm really not sure how to tackle some of these questions, but I believe for whatever reason that our solution lies somewhere in their answers. The apparel industry that we have right now is broken and someone needs to fix it. (laughs) Someone has to fix it, and I guess that's us. Thrifting started off as a highly stigmatized resource for people with lower incomes, but it's become much different today. Now thrifting is being marketed as an ethical alternative to fast fashion, but we also need to acknowledge how thrift stores are becoming almost glorified dumping grounds for our unwanted clothing, and we're harming people locally, globally, and environmentally. We need to start encouraging the reuse and recycling of clothing and textiles while also still being mindful of how we shop and how many new products we're putting into an industry that is already so overwhelmed. 
Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. If you'd like to read this post, you can visit my blog, The Anthology, at FeliciaFalkner.com. And while you're there, you can also check out the studio and the yoga classes that I have available there. Take time to honor your body and be intentional about taking time for yourself. Don't be afraid to show up for yourself in the same way that you showed up for this podcast. (laughs) But I will talk to you in the next episode and I hope to see you on your mat. But till then, take care.